this is Punzi's fabulous talkie thing. Da 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 pros and cons. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this will work. I'll just have to talk on the phone, like you know, a normal person. How does that work? I don't know. I hate phones. Exactly. All right, so you can hear me. I can hear you. I can. Yay. Everything's good. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Ponzi. Who are you? Oh, I'm Carr, uh, CC Bostick on Twitter and on most forums, Penny Slack, that sort of thing. Um, you, I don't know where I wanted to go first. Shit. okay i I will miss here i will miss here half of what you say because i am partially deaf (laughs) yes i did want to get to that but um i met you years ago i think on the mmt probably 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 tagging along behind my husband yes yes that's usually where i'm at uh, you just told me that you had, what, your nine-year anniversary? Eight, nine. We got married in 2009, so math. I. It's been like 103 here today, so I'm not mathing anymore. <laughs> Understandable. That means <laughs> yeah, that we I've got... known you to most of the time you've been married. I didn't realize that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we got married in... 2009 and our first PAX would have been 2009. <laughs> okay. So we went up shortly after. We got married in May and then PAX in September. Gotcha. How did you get into PAX? Um, we do conventions. Um, we are both big gamers. I mean, when we were dating, that, that was like my thing was I wasn't going to date anyone who didn't know what a D20 was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like my criteria. Um, he he caught my attention because like the first time he came over to my house, I'd been working on this cross-stitch thing that was the 8-bit Zelda map. Yep. And he picked it up and not only recognized like what stitching I was working on, but he recognized the map and it was like barely started. <laughs> I was like, you have my attention now. (laughs) Um, But we both gamed a lot, and we teach board games. We both do demonstration work for Steve Jackson Games with their Men in Black program. And we were involved in the conventions here locally. And Steve Jackson Games was going to be at PAX, and we were like, we would kind of like to actually meet the people that we're doing demonstrations for. (laughs) Want to (laughs) go? So we were like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go. Sure. Why not? So you were so, doing the, yeah. the demos with them before you paxed? Yeah. Yeah, we'd you... been doing demos at the local conventions around here. How did you get into that? Um, Jason, my husband, had friends that had done it for years. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, working on joining into the program when I met him. And they just sort of kind of brought me along for the ride. Okay. Um, so, and you did you volunteer with them your first packs, or did you just kind of general packs that time? No, we we went up into demonstrations our first packs. That's cool. 
cool. we we worked it. So, how much of your time does that take? Um, it varies. So generally, what they ask for from us is roughly about eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. But unlike most of the vendor booths at PAX, we're not out on the main floor. We're right. For people who do West or Prime, we're on the second floor behind the escalators. So we're open until like 10, 11, sometimes midnight. Mm -hmm. And we open early, sometimes like 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. So there's a lot more space for us to have our shifts. Mm -hmm. And they aren't, it's not like you're on for an eight-hour shift and then you go. I might put in two hours now and then go away for a few hours and come back and put in three and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm off for the rest of the day, but tomorrow I'm going to put in 12. So we we kind of juggle it amongst ourselves. They tried scheduling us one year, and it, it did not work well at all for them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they learned very quickly, you can't really schedule volunteers. They're going to run off and do their own thing, because what are you going to do? Fire them? Right. Yeah. So, and, and one year when we paxed, we were like, no, we're taking a year off. Don't put us on the schedule. So we went up one year and didn't do it, but we found we get bored if we don't have work to do. Yes, I am familiar with that. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite game of theirs? My favorite what? Game of theirs. Munchkin. Okay. Uh, I had a Munchkin-themed wedding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really, really. <laughs> um, the 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 staff will occasionally refer to us as the happy Munchkin married couple. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. First of all, do you have a particular flavor of Munchkin that you prefer? Because I know there are all different versions. Um, my favorite is probably actually Cthulhu. Okay. Because I'm kind of a big fan of the Cthulhu mythos in general. Mm-hmm. So I I really like that. Um, specifically, they've been doing the guest artist editions where they've had new artists come in and redo all the artwork. Mm-hmm. And I really love the redo by Katie Cook because her art is so cute. And you apply that to Cthulhu and it's just fantastic. <laughs> Cutest elder god ever. <laughs> Now, how did you have a Munchkin-themed wedding? <laughs> <laughs> right? So um, we decided early on that we wanted to do this. Um, we got, they, they make little, or they used to make little pewter minis of the the Munchkin character and the warrior wench, the female one. Mm-hmm. So we got, we had those, and I made those into, like, the corsage and the the boutonniere for him we took i took the those two characters and drew them i'm not a good artist but if you give me a picture i can kind of like freehand replicate it Mm -hmm. so i did that and then i redid them so that they were in a tux and a wedding dress okay and i took that picture and got one of the cake toppers that you can put, like, a picture inside. Mm-hmm. And we put that, we, I colored that and put that inside, so that was the cake topper. Um, and then we got permission, we, we wrote um, emails 
to the artist, John Kabalik, and then to Steve Jackson of Steve Jackson Games mm -hmm. for permission to use their cards from the base Munchkin game for the artwork for the wedding cake. And they they gave us the okay. We we actually had like written permission from both of them because I wasn't sure where I needed to keep cup get covered at, mm -hmm. and took those into a cake shop. And so when they did the the tears of cake, they had um, it's like a a copier, but it does it in sugar art. Yes. And so they had cards around the tears of the cake <laughs> of all the different Munchkin cards. There's like twenty cards on it, and then. For like all the party favors, mm -hmm. we had um, chocolate coins, and then I'd made stickers with like the plutonium dragon on them and put those on all the coins. <laughs> so it's just like all the decorations and everything were Munchkin themed. Mm -hmm. Did you play games during the reception or anything? Did I what? Play games like during the reception? No, the vast majority of people that were coming to the reception were family who do not play games, so no. no. Most of them were, were kind of confused. We had like little bobble, munchkin bobbleheads that were guarding the wedding cake. We I made the mistake of having the wedding outside on in May, mm -hmm. and I had assumed that it would maybe rain because it's Portland. Mm-hmm. And so we had covered areas. I did not make the mistake of assuming that it would be over 100 degrees. And it was. And I discovered fondant melts. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the cake didn't last very long. <laughs> we ate it quick. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Are you primarily a tabletop gamer? Primarily. Um, I do play some computer games. Mm -hmm. But I mostly like board and card games. I don't really have the attention span for like D and D style anymore. I used to play a lot of it, but I get bored after about two hours, and then I <laughs> start distracting other people. I'm distracting other people at the table, and then it's not fun for them. So mm -hmm. I might have lost you. Getting some Hello? funny noises. There you are. I'm here. Okay. It All good? Like it was, yeah, it sounded like it was like cloth rubbing on it or something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but you distract the other players. That was the last thing I heard. Yeah, I distract the other players so I don't play much. The occasional encounters, that's about it. Mm -hmm. I play some video games, but I don't have the best reflexes so like shooters just tend to piss me off yep. um i play minecraft but i play kind of on my own computer and not with other people okay um i just finished beating for like the 15th time might and magic six <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I like older games what do you i play do point and click minecraft? games um I play in God mode and I build things and then I get bored with building things and I create a new world and I build more things. Okay. What kind of things do you build? See, I'm Farms. very much of like, when you give me just a blank slate, I get like overwhelmed <laughs> with choices <laughs> and I just don't know what to do. So I don't do anything. So I build, I build farms. I, 
I like to, I like, like, build a little house, and then I make little farms. Like, everything has to line up perfectly as if I was OCD or something, and mm-hmm. everything has, like, a little square where it belongs with perfect little paths in between them, and this one grows grows potatoes, and this one grows wheat, and, you know, just I build a farm. Okay. And then once once everything looks nice and neat and pretty, and I'm like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, so you're half deaf and you told me that you grew up in a deaf community and this fascinates me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, what was the question? I, I asked some weird question about how a deaf person would something and you had the answer. So what? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. But I don't know what. Are your parents deaf? No, my parents both hear perfectly fine. Um, I had a bunch of ear infections when I was very little, which destroyed my hearing okay. before I started school. Mm-hmm. I'm thirty-five percent deaf in one ear and forty percent deaf in the other. Okay. So I'm not quite half deaf, but close enough. Yeah. Um, so it was, I was, I had hearing problems at a young enough age that it impacted my ability to pick up speech from the people around me. And we, my mom knew a few deaf people and she realized that while I was hanging out around them, I was picking up the sign language. Um, I took to it a lot more naturally than the the sounds I wasn't hearing properly. Mm-hmm. And she also realized very quickly that it was much, much, much easier on her to have me sign what I wanted than to try to make out what passed for speech. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because I was completely unintelligible. Um, so I grew up just like preschool age, pretty much signing constantly for what, you know, whatever it was I needed or wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, it, it wasn't like everyone I knew was deaf, but a good portion of the people I knew were either deaf or hearing or impaired or family members thereof. So there was enough people around that it was never really an issue for me to make myself understood. Mm-hmm. Even if the person I was trying to talk to didn't understand what I was saying, there was always someone there that was like, oh, she wants this. And then I started kindergarten <laughs> and nobody signed Mm -hmm. and no one could understand what I was saying. And I think it was like within the first two weeks of kindergarten, they were like a speech therapy. Right. (laughs) And so I had an hour of speech therapy every single day of school until I finished fifth grade where they had to go through and teach me how to make every sound in the English language. Mm -hmm. And string them together because I was not picking it up from hearing other people at all. Do you remember when people couldn't understand what you were saying? Um, pieces of it. I remember, I mean, I don't remember like exact conversations or anything like that, but I remember the feeling of being frustrated that I was trying to say something yeah. and just no one could understand. Um, I remember more working with a speech therapist and her telling me over and over again, you say it this way. And I'd repeat exactly what she said to me. And she'd be like, 
no. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I said exactly what you told me to. She'd be like, you say it this way, not this way. I'm like, those are the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) And just not being able to hear the difference between what I was saying and what she was saying. And I'm actually having to, like, bring it all the way back down and teaching, you know, the, the difference between where does your tongue go and where does the air blow through? Does it come from the nose? Does it come from the throat? How hard do you blow? What position does your tongue go in? Is it over the teeth? Is it under the teeth? Is it behind the teeth? All those little things that go into making sense that we just don't think about. Yeah. And they they had to teach me all of that in grade school. <laughs> That's interesting. Do you remember yeah. all of the little, like, this sound comes from your mouth going in this way and yada yada? Not generally. Okay. I mean, occasionally if I have to stop and think about it, mm-hmm. it'll come up. Um, if I get really tired or stressed, I'll occasionally have trouble making myself understood. Mm-hmm. Or, or I'll have trouble coming up with the words right. okay. or how to pronounce, pronounce the word because I'll... I'll be like, I know the sign for that word. I can think, I can remember how to spell that word, and I just can't figure out how to pronounce what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'll be like, hold on, the words are gone. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> hmm. Can I write it down? <laughs> Which is entertaining. Of, um, I read an article about the um, like Canadian accents and how mm-hmm. you know everyone says they say a boot, but they don't really. And it went into like the the way that their mouth moves in order to form the sound that they're saying and mm-hmm. totally lost me because I don't ever think about the shape of my mouth when I'm saying the word and where exactly is my tongue sitting to make that sound and all that kind of stuff. So I wonder if that would make more sense to you since you were taught it in that way. It might. I don't know. I lost you again. Good? Bad? Yes, good. Okay. I'm not sure what's going on. Hmm. I don't know. Um, mm. So you're still fluent in sign language? I'm fluent-ish. Okay. The, so what you run into is just like any other language. It, right. It's very dialect-based. Mm-hmm. So if you put me in the community I grew up in, I would probably be considered fluent. Where I live now, they'd be like, yeah, pigeon English, <laughs> pigeon sign. <laughs> there's there's some signs that make absolutely no sense. I can kind of make myself understood. I can kind of follow what someone else says. If all it spells, I can have you slow down and finger spell out what it is you're trying to say to me. <laughs> but there's... I can carry on a basic conversation. Okay. I would not try to carry out any kind of like legal communication or do an official translation or anything financial or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could, I could get somebody to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's useful. Yeah, that, that's, you know, I can tell somebody, the, I can get the basics. Who are you? Where's your name? What are you trying to find? What kind of help do you need? That kind of thing. I'm I'm not going to be able to 
to consult with you on anything really no real deep dives we're going to start running into just like you know trying to talk to somebody spanish to english it's not quite going to be the same language you might be able to get some pieces across but there's going to be confusion Mm -hmm. i'm going to run into the same problem the language isn't quite the same so can you tell me a little bit about the language because i know that it's not like a direct translation from english even though it's american sign language it's not at all a direct translation, and I think that's the neatest thing. Um, it has its own syntax, its own grammar, the its own tenses, really. Like, for for example, if I'm trying to say um, you, I'll point to you. If I'm trying to say me, I'll point to me. If I'm trying to uh, indicate somebody else, I'll point to them. Um, if I'm trying to talk about a specific person who's not there, I'll spell out their name and point to a place and put them there. Okay. And then for the rest of the conversation, I'll just point to them where I put them. Okay. If you have multiple people, you just give, you assign each of them a place and then point to them. So that's how you indicate a, a person. If I'm trying to say something belongs to them, I'm still going to point at them, but I'm going to do it with a flat hand because that indicates ownership. So it's it's just like a tense, like you have in English, you know, him, his, her, hers. It's the same thing. You have that same pattern, mm-hmm. but it works differently. The Do the you way have English male and female pronouns like that. You you have. You can. I mean, there's there's signs from boy and girl Mm -hmm. and then the sign for man and woman is literally boy adult girl adult (laughs) um if if you want to indicate a small child it would be boy and then small or girl small or boy baby girl baby Mm -hmm. but i mean you're not really going to say her or him you're you're going to indicate the person and then point to the person the gender is going to be assumed by the person you're pointing to. Mm-hmm. If somebody needed to know the gender, they they would literally go boy, girl, and then like point at the person, make a confused look, which okay. question, you know, boy or girl. Um, so the pronouns don't work that way. In kind of part of the language then? Oh my God, yes. Oh, I wouldn't do well then. <laughs> um. Uh, people, the the best translators mm-hmm. could work as mimes. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you if you watch like on YouTube videos, they'll show occasionally you'll have um, like they'll show a translator for something, and mm-hmm. people are like they were almost acting it out. That's how it should be. You should be able to convey the emotion and the concept. And are you excited about it? Is it a question just by your facial expressions? I've seen yeah. like, music videos that are people signing the song. It's yeah. entertaining to me. <laughs> I watch a lot of them. What are good ones? What are ones that you like? Um, I'm a big fan of ASL Anissa. Okay. Um, other than that, I mostly just like search for a song I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> I actually do it most often because I'll be listening to a song and I'm like, I can't make out these lyrics at all. Yep. This is, or these lyrics are making no sense. And I'll go look it up. I'm like, what on earth is this? And try and figure it out. I like ASL Anissa though because of the captioning on it. Because she does two lines of captioning. And the first line is the lyrics of the song. Mm -hmm. And the second line is the actual translation of what she's signing. So you can get the the concept of how things translate into sign because it's not word for word. Mm -hmm. And being able to see the difference in how things come across is neat. Does it kind of have... Can the same song then have different meaning whether you're hearing the lyrics or seeing them the idea for a translation isn't to translate the words it's to translate the concept okay so a translator three translators may translate a song three different ways Hmm. because it's really going to be based on when they listen to that song what do they think those words mean what is the concept behind and what is the emotion trying to be conveyed and then turning that concept into sign. Oh, that's I mean, because in English we have, I mean, just think about like rain. We have drizzle, sprinkles, right. you know, downpours. There's so many different words for rain and they all have a slightly different connotation. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that with sign. You're going to get rain. <laughs> how hard or fast it's raining is going to depend on how quickly you're moving your hand and how much force is behind the movement. So how you translate that is really going to come into, you know, that person's interpretation of what they're hearing. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people that rely on translators aren't just going to use a translator provided by wherever they're going. They have their own personal translators. Because they need someone that understands how they are going to be viewing things. Okay. I know, I'm a total nerd. <laughs> no, I love this. I like learning. <laughs> and I, I like learning when I'm able to ask questions back. You know, I've always <laughs> been like, I don't want to read something. I want to have someone tell it to me because... I feel like I can relate to it more, and then if I don't understand, it's good to be able to ask the questions. <laughs> I would much rather read it. Oh, well. No, I would. I Trying to talk to someone, I'm like, I'm going to miss half of what's being said. Well, I mean, that's kind of understandable in your case. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm always hiding behind Jason when we go places, because... It, in a crowd, I'm going to miss most of what's being said. Mm-hmm. If it's important, I'm relying on him to make sure I know. <laughs> <laughs> Has he picked up any sign language for you? Yes. Um, he, the day he proposed, he actually spent the entire day trying to learn enough sign to propose in sign language. Aww. How did that work yeah, out? It was, um, <laughs> he proposed in English. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But he does, he did pick up enough that he can pretty much fingerspell anything he needs to. He occasionally gets lost on some of the letters and he's a little slow, but no. Um, He, he signs well enough to generally get the, to get the point across between the two of us. Mm -hmm. 
Now, people's names, is there like shorthand for names or is it always spelling it out? There's usually shorthand for names. Um, and are they it's not like... to each person? Yes. Okay. Um, it's not like there's a shortened form for Nancy or a short, shortened form for John. Mm -hmm. There's um, generally a name that is a, kind of picked up by a person or given to a person when they've been signing for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so I was given mine as a teenager. And I'm a huge Star Trek nerd. So my, even though my name is Carr, my given name is Carolyn. Mm -hmm. um, and so my sign name is, you've probably seen the Klingon salute, yep. the, the fist to the chest and then straight out. Mm -hmm. So it's that, but when it's at the chest, it's a C. And then when it's straight out, it's the letter N. Oh, okay. So it, it's, it is my name, you know, C to N. Yeah. But it incorporates something that was important to me at the time I picked it up. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, what, what else? I don't know. Like, I know there are things that I don't think of and I want to know about them, but because I don't think of them, I can't really ask about them, you know? <laughs> right. You'll think of them when we're done talking. That's the way it works. Um, is it true that you get across yelling by moving your hands higher and higher? That you what? If you're like yelling something, you sign, you move your hands higher as you sign? No. Okay. Um, you, movements become more pronounced. Um, bigger movements, more force behind them, but the act, actually how far up they are has nothing to do with it. Okay. I don't know where I picked up that information, but apparently it's wrong. How high up I'm signing depends on how many people there are between me and the person I'm trying to get the attention of. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, do they have, like, I don't know, did you ever go to, like, a special deaf camp or cruise or anything like that? Nope. They may exist. I have no idea. Yeah, I used to have a couple coworkers who were deaf, and they um, they went on a special deaf cruise together. Oh, that's neat. Uh, I um, I mean, pretty much from the time I started school up, I used sign at home ish, mm -hmm. but because of this therapy they wanted me to try and use English as much as possible so while I kind of kept up with the sign I didn't use it as much mm -hmm. and I have lost a lot of it since I was little um but no and and then once I you know became an adult you faded again faded again yep okay once you became an adult okay so once i became an adult and i started working i work on the phones oh jeez. so it's useless <laughs> <laughs> what is your day i mean job? um i do tech support 
people call me and I fix their computers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you happy with that job? <laughs> it's like one of those where you always hear horror stories from. <laughs> um, some days I like it, some days I hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's probably true of any job. Yeah. But I like working with the computers. Okay. They do they do what I tell them to, unlike people, and <laughs> they make sense, unlike people. Mm-hmm. And they put things on a screen where it's easy for me to understand what they're wanting instead of trying to talk to me. Um, so they make sense. Um, the I tried for a while, like, working with them physically, and it turns out I just don't have that physical capability to, to like, do the lift and carry and stuff mm-hmm. or, or crawl under desks and attach things. Mm-hmm. So... It works for me. I mean, I've been, I started doing tech support in 99. Okay. I've been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Same company? Hmm? Are you with the same company? Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I actually do internal tech support now. So the people calling me work for the same company. And it's for a medical group. So like five states worth of hospitals and clinics and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is neat. So I get to deal with all kinds of fun stuff. Do you have trouble with it because of your hearing? Like, is that ever an issue over the phones? Not really. Um, The... The phones that they use in call centers have volume controls. I just keep them all the way up. (laughs) And I will occasionally run into someone that I have a little bit of trouble understanding. Mm. But that's what a phonetic alphabet is for. (laughs) (laughs) And where I'm at now, almost everyone has an IM system. So if I get really, really confused, I can figure out who I'm talking to and send them an instant message and go, do you mean this? (laughs) So it's. It's never, I think, in all of the time I've done tech support since 1999, I've had one call where it was an issue, and it was just someone that spoke so quietly, I did not even, I couldn't even tell there was someone on my phone. Yeah. And so I ended up disconnecting the call because I didn't think there was anyone there. Hmm. And it's happened once. So, no, it's not really an issue. Um, where did you grow up? Where did I grow up? Yeah. Southern Missouri. Oh, really? (laughs) I'm trying to remember where Missouri is on a map. Um, (laughs) It's one of the middle states. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's in the middle of the map, just west of the Mississippi River. Literally in the middle when you go up and down. Okay. Middle, middle. I was trying to remember if it was like north or south or middle. Okay. It, depending depending on who you talk to and where in the state they're from, they will tell you it's the Midwest or the South. Oh. It's middle. Okay. Um, when, when did you get out of there? <laughs> I left there. 
let's see, I graduated in from high school in May of 98, and I moved to Oregon in September of 98. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why did you move? Um, Why did you choose there? I... I moved out because I met someone online, which is a bad idea, and don't do that. Um, especially don't do it when you've just started a new psychiatric med and don't realize it's going to interfere with your ability to make judgment calls. It's Ooh. a really bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't realize that. Um, so I did that. That was a bad idea. It lasted 10 years, and it was a absolutely horrible mistake. Um, and I stayed out here pretty much for the, the same reason. And yeah, that was that was a mistake. It's done. It's over, and we're not going to revisit it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I'm glad that it's over. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Oregon, though? Yeah, I do. Oh, sorry, I have a cat visitor. Ah, kitties! I miss kitties. Well, I mean, you're an adult. You could get one. Jason is extremely allergic to kitties. Oh, that's the worst. And frankly, when I have a choice between my husband and a kitty cat, I'm going to pick my husband. Well, that's very But nice I do miss you. the kitties. <laughs> I guess that would be why you married him. <laughs> yeah. I just borrow other people's kitties and pet them. <laughs> borrow other people's. All right. What was it like in Missouri? It's hot in the summer mm -hmm. and cold in the winter. Missouri has seasons. <laughs> no, like really. Obvious statements, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, but it's not. So the seasons in Missouri are much more pronounced than they are at least in Oregon mm -hmm. um, so when I say it gets hot in the summer um, I've seen it get like 115, 120 oh. that's hot yeah, um, is. when I say it gets cold in the winter I've seen it get like minus 40, minus 50 mm -hmm. that's cold yeah. it, those are, those are pretty big extremes it, it, yeah, it it's very pronounced seasons. Um, here in Oregon, we have two seasons, hot and wet. <laughs> the summer is hot and dry, and the rest of the year is wet. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like Seattle. You, you've been there for PAX, and yeah. it's either hot or it's wet. <laughs> mm -hmm. there's, there's really no middle ground. I have to let the cat out so he'll stop crying at me. So, one second. Okay. No more kitty visitor. <laughs> um. Jeez, I don't know. What else should I ask you? <laughs> I don't know. You didn't give me a list beforehand. It's completely unscripted. Yeah. In case anyone out there is wondering, it is completely unscripted. 
Otherwise, we would not be this lost. I mean, yeah, I think that's obvious in my awkward ums <laughs> and ahs and stuff. I don't think anyone who has listened to a single one of these is under the impression I come prepared. Uh. <laughs> you might be prepared. I'm not prepared. No, I don't come prepared. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to ask Car about? Okay, Steve Jackson games, um, being deaf. Cool, that'll take up an hour, sure. <laughs> yeah! No. No. <laughs> You, you like, forgot the part this. where I don't talk. <laughs> well. Um, so, do you go to panels and stuff at PAX? Do you have trouble hearing there? Do I what? Like, at PAX, do you go to panels and stuff? Can you hear um, those okay? I can. I, I haven't... I mean, I occasionally miss pieces. Mm -hmm. um, so... I'm not a big fan of panels. They're just not really my thing. Mm -hmm. um, I've been to a few. I went to one a few years ago when Steve Jackson himself was at on one of them with like James Ernst and stuff. I wanted to hear what they had to say. So I went to that one. Okay. Um, and I usually try to get off whatever evening they do the game show panels. Mm-hmm. And go to those because I love game shows. Okay. Um, you know how I said I don't have the attention span for D and D. Yep. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have the attention span for most TV. So Unless if I'm watching, Star Trek. <laughs> I love Star Trek, but I actually don't watch it that much anymore because trying to pay attention to a plot through an entire hour. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult, especially when they keep stopping and doing commercials and I get distracted and forget I'm watching a show. <laughs> okay. I have been known to get up during a commercial break and go do something and like start cleaning or doing something else in the house because I completely forget I'm actually watching something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, that's why you can buy DVDs or watch Netflix or other things that don't have commercials. I, I can. And if it doesn't have commercials, I will occasionally watch it. But if I'm going to watch TV, I'm usually either watching, like, Food Network because, well, Food. if you've seen me, I like to eat. <laughs> um, and game shows. I love game shows. Okay. I don't know why. I just, I do. Um, things that don't have a plot that I I can, like, zone out on and then come back to. Yep. So the idea of getting to go to PAX and watch my fellow nerds play nerd game shows, I am so down with that. <laughs> Do you have a favorite game show? Um, is it too, ter too terribly stereotypical of me to say Jeopardy? No. <laughs> I really like Jeopardy. I like playing it with, or like watching it with my husband and seeing which one of us can answer the questions faster. Yeah, how do you do? Um, I usually lose. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I don't think I've watched Jeopardy since I was a kid and didn't know any of the things ever so thought it was terrible um i thought that as a kid too it turns out that once you're an adult it's not near as bad um <laughs> don't watch like champions week because i don't know who those people are or where they find them but they are scary <laughs> okay champions week is horrible <laughs> oh, and you're muffled again Nope. 
Is that better? Yes. I think I found the problem. Okay. Um, my phone was low on charge, so I was charging it while we were talking, and every time the charge cable gets stretched a little, it cuts out. Oh. I need a new charge cable. Um, okay, but that seems better. Okay. So. So Champions Week sucks. Uh, Champions Week sucks. Yes. Because the these people like don't have any parts to them other than a brain. I swear, that's all <laughs> there is, and it is scary. But if you can catch like College Week, then they've got all these like college yeah. kids, and these kids still know how to go to like spring break and have fun. So they've still <laughs> killed some brain cells. Those ones are good. <laughs> I think the isn't it like Celebrity Jeopardy is stupid easy too. Um. Sometimes it depends on the celebrities. Some of the celebrities are actually a lot smarter than I would ever have given them credit for. Hmm. And some of them are are not. Yeah. Um. So what do you you have a weekly game night? Which I know because um, I couldn't schedule to talk to you. Yep. Yep. We generally are game nights. Say again? What kind of games do you generally play at your game nights? What's making them? Um, oh, goodness. Um, right now, the big one is Terraforming Mars. Okay. Which is a three-hour game. Um, I'm, you can pay I, attention to that. <laughs> I've played it once, and <laughs> I was having trouble by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've played a lot of time stories. We, we were caught up in time stories, but they just released another expansion. So we're not anymore. Um, we've pretty much made it through all of the unlocked games. Those are neat. They're unfortunately like once and done. You can't, there's no replayability on them, Mm -hmm. but they're neat. Um, what else have we been playing? Mice and Mystics. It varies. Um, we've had anywhere from three to twelve. Wow. So it just kind of depends. We are currently working on getting enough people together that will like agree to be there all at the same time mm-hmm. on a routine basis to do Pandemic Legacy. Um, we've got a game of Risk Legacy in progress that ran into the problem of people not being there regularly, so it's kind of on hold. Mm. Above and Below has come out a lot. We just play all kinds of stuff. Okay. So Mostly I Euro games. Mm. I haven't played Pandemic Legacy, but I hear that people fail a lot in it. <laughs> you hear that people what? Fail a lot. Like they'll, I don't know, I see things where people are like, we lost this month, and then we won this month, and then we lost this other month, and, or maybe I'm thinking oh, for, of a different game. For Pandemic? Yeah. So, there, I'm going to misquote it because I'm bad at exact phrases. That's okay. But, um, the tabletop episode where Will Wheaton shows off Pandemic. Mm-hmm. He says something to the effect that he has more fun losing it than he does winning most other games. Okay. 
so yeah, you do lose it a lot, but it is an absolute ton of fun anyway. And it's like a longer form game. It's a what? A longer form game. You said you have to have people like come regularly for it. So, base pandemic is not. Um, base pandemic, you you play it. I mean, you can sit down and be, play the game in forty five minutes. Pandemic Legacy, the idea behind it is that you play month by month, like you play January, you play February, you play March, and depending on what happens, if you beat it and how well you beat it, the board changes. Oh. And so it's an ongoing game, um, and... How your game plays may not be the same way someone else's game plays because of how you guys beat it and what you do and the choices you make. So the idea is that by the time you've played out the entire year's worth, that board is not usable anymore. But you generally, you want the same people playing it for each month because if you bring someone in partway through... Even if they've played the game before with other people, their experience isn't going to mirror yours. Mm-hmm. And even if they've played Pandemic before, they're not going to know all the rules that have changed in the previous months. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. What's the best Star Trek? Original series. Why do you feel that? Probably because that's what I grew up on. Yeah. Honestly. Um, It's kind of like you're always nostalgic for that first love (laughs) type thing. It's true. Yeah. Um, That's, it's what I grew up on. It's what I loved. The the funny part is that I grew up reading the books because where we were at, we didn't, have access to the show and so I'd read like the written format for all of the episodes and then I was a teenager when I finally got access to watch the episodes and I'd seen the movies and then I watched the episodes and comparatively the special effects and the makeup are so (laughs) bad I'm like what is this crap My imagination was much, much better than their makeup jobs. <laughs> That's not surprising. <laughs> but no, I've I've always had a a fondness for the interactions between Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that one would be my favorite. You think things. Do you hear the words? Do you picture the words? Do you see the signs for them? What happens in your brain? What happens in my brain when what? When you, like, have a thought. Like, most people, well, okay, most hearing people, like, hear the words when they have a thought? Or think something through? Um, Do you still... How does that work for you? So, for me... It's primarily the concept. I have the concept or the idea of the thought. Mm-hmm. 
And then I have to figure out how to express that to someone. I frequently run into a problem. We do a lot of escape rooms Mm -hmm. where I can see the pattern of something. I can see how to fix it. I can see the answer. I grasp the concept. But having to explain that to the rest of the people around me is where I run into a problem. I'm like, "Uh, hand me this. They're like, what? What is it? Hand it to me. And the... The, the people that do it with me have gotten used to it. And they're like, she sees something, just just hang tight. She'll, she'll explain it when she can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it, I will. I can see the concept and see the pattern, but trying to find the words to explain what I'm seeing doesn't always come intuitively. I have been known to occasionally like pick up two things that I know go together and like just kind of hold up to people and kind of show them it, it does this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So how does that work when you're running demos? Because the entire idea is basically explaining stuff to someone. Right. Um, We practice. (laughs) (laughs) Little known fact, um, I never, ever demo called. I have never demoed a game in public that I have not demoed in private to friends or family first. Okay. I have a script in my head. I know how to demo it. I know what kind of questions I should be getting. And I've done it at least once beforehand. Mm-hmm. Smart. <laughs> you, 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 maybe other people can do it cold. I cannot. I'll usually also have somebody else demo it to me first. Mm-hmm. So I have an idea of how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've used up a, almost an hour now. Do you Woo-hoo! have anything else you want to share or a weird story or, I don't know, something you think people should look at? Eh. Eh. Oh, okay. Eh. <laughs> Bye, cookies. <laughs> Um, excuse me, do not buy cookies. Donate to Child's Play and get cookies. How's that? <laughs> I like when people do my work for me. <laughs> <laughs> cookies are good. I cannot have very many cookies because I have sugar issues, so other people should have cookies. Oh, so you're saying we need to up our sugar-free game. Um, the problem is that the, the sugar-free cookies are not near as tasty, usually, as the other cookies. So I will just deal with the sugar issues. So what do you think is the best sugar substitute? Splenda. Okay. That's that's my personal favorite. Um, I don't like stevia. It has a weird aftertaste to it. Um, ditto on the aspartame. And I'm just... I'm one of those people that worries a little bit too much about the saccharin. I've seen a l- the the studies on it, and I'm not quite sure it's safe. Okay. So my my preference is Splenda. Um, that's what I usually have in my coffee. Mm-hmm. So, How but honestly, times? when it comes no, go ahead. Hmm. Uh, the, honestly, when it comes down to it, I'll take whatever's available. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many times have you quit caffeine? Because I know there 
I would I want to say at least two Paxes I've seen you and you were like I successfully ditched caffeine except now it's Pax. <laughs> um so I have this really bad tendency to like a few months before Pax be like I know that Pax is coming and I am going to have to have caffeine in order to function and so the caffeine really, really, really has to work at PAX, so I should give up the caffeine now so that it'll actually work at PAX. Um, I have probably successfully given up caffeine three times, the longest of which was probably about six months. Hmm. But um, I don't think I've ever tried to give it up permanently. (laughs) It's usually been like a conscious Hmm, I'm going to need this to work later. Um, I'm currently cutting back my caffeine intake <laughs> just mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and that's primarily so it'll work at PAX. <laughs> right, I was going to say, you got about two months. Yep, months I've got about two months. I, 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 I see that time coming, so I'm like, um, I should probably be cutting this back to about two shots a day right now, and then maybe in August down to about one shot. <laughs> That way, the four to five shots at PAX will work. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you. I learned a lot. It was very fun. <laughs> you got me to talk. Congratulations. That's hard. I got you to talk for an hour. That was great. I know. That's scary. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you at PAX in a couple months. You will. Pet the kitties for me. You got it. All right. Bye-bye, Punzi.